0: What's going on guys, I'm James Trophy Kids, we've got a great show for you, we're talking about some of the out news in the NFL, and we're giving our picks for this week's NFL playoff games, so let's go! And welcome to Trophy Kids, presented by Bad News Media, it is January the 3rd, we are in the new year, and as things change, they stay the same, the Browns have been the Browns again, and they have fired John Dorsey, how you doing today sir?
1: I'm doing great. Um the Browns fans not so much cuz it it makes a whole lot of zero sense to me. <laughs>
0: yes. I mean, we recorded the Tuesday episode uh right before the news had come out. So it had already come out, but in that episode I said if they fire him, that'll be the most Browns being the Browns move I think I've ever seen. Because that man helped assemble the Chiefs, who I don't know if you checked, they have a pretty decent roster. Uh then he moved on to the Browns. He's been there 2 years. Current day, the Browns have more talent on their roster than probably any time in the history of the Browns. He did fuck up a coaching hire. So, OK, I think you give him a mulligan on that, though. That was one where the, I believe in I believe I'm saying I believe I probably should have checked this before I said it. But I believe Baker sort of lobbied for Freddie Kitchen. So you mm-hmm. go, OK, I got a young quarterback. He likes this guy. Let's take a shot on him. It obviously didn't turn out well. But I still think you give them the mulligan and say, okay, you get one more because you look at what you've created it from a roster perspective. Now, they still have some holes. They need an offensive line. But still, there's tons of talent everywhere. The coach was just an idiot. Like they could have won definitely more games had they run the ball designed plays to go to OBJ Jarvis Landry to actually have a functioning offense. So this is a dumb move, I think, to clean out completely house.
1: I think it's very dumb. And I just saw something that they had like five GMs in 10 years. Like, how do you even go to the, the Browns as a GM anymore?
0: Yeah. No, I, how do you go to the Browns as a GM or a coach? Like it don't, that makes no sense. Like, why would you do that? Here's the other thing that just came into my head. I don't know why I didn't think about this before. Um, but they are now behind the eight ball on coaching hiring and GM hiring because you're going to need to hire a GM. Or you, I guess you could take the Jets route where you hire a coach first and then a GM, which is an odd way to go. But mm-hmm. you got to now go out and hire a GM and then go hire a coach. And teams are already in positions. Like, Carolina's looking for a coach. The Redskins have already got their guy, which is a great decision. Mm-hmm. So you're behind the eight ball even more here. It's just a dumb decision. No way you cut it.
1: Yeah, the only thing that – this is just coming to my mind right now is the only thing that this makes sense is if they do bring in Mike McCarthy and Mike McCarthy said that he's only coming if he can be the GM and the coach again like he was in Green Bay.
0: Yeah, I mean, that would make sense. I think McCarthy's probably going to be but, the guy. Greg Rotman would be not a bad, I don't think, chance. I think I, – you know it would be a disaster, but I have a feeling, well, <laughs> uh, McCarthy seems about right. But Urban, as we talked about, I think would be a disaster – and yeah. then Josh McDaniels, I think, would also be a disaster.
1: <laughs> Another so, disaster, yeah.
0: Like, that would complete the circle of the Browns being the Browns if they hire one of those two guys.
1: Yes, it, it would. It would be the Browns all yeah. over again. And I didn't understand it because when, when you looked at this team on paper, like, they were a pretty decently assembled team on paper.
0: Yeah. And they, I mean, they're – pretty decently assembled on the field like there were some things like the biggest thing they need i think is discipline because that was hmm. lacking in spades that's why the Ron if they fired Freddie kitchens early and can get on to the hiring process they might be hiring ron rivera instead of the redskins who got a jump start on the hiring process um because that's really they need first discipline like pure and simple just discipline discipline in play calling and discipline in actual play because you saw it were in games where they were crushing it in the run game they'd move away from it way too early and just completely go away from it. When you have two, probably the best backfield in all of football combined, the mm-hmm. two of them, or you saw it with the Bengals game, not this recent one, but the first one, the worst run defense in the league. They didn't run the ball nearly enough. Like they had like four runs at one point, like halfway through the game. Um, so it was undisciplined play calling undisciplined play. Cause the players were out of control. So I think if you just bring some discipline that automatically fixes a lot of issues and then if you just get a half decent line which you can sort of build there's some pieces there this seems pretty good like they're they're not where they probably should have been this year cuz they should have been a lot better but like this is not a full rebuild they have to do but they're treating it as if they have to do a free rebuild full rebuild
1: right which makes no sense
0: yeah, like this is what the Redskins should be doing and are doing, which we'll get to in a moment. Like they need a full rebuild. The Buccaneers don't need necessarily a full rebuild. We just need to get rid of the quarterback. Your Lions need a full rebuild. Need and start a in the full like, rebuild. Like there are some God. teams out there that legitimately, the Miami Dolphins, they needed a full rebuild. But this team, there's talent here. There's just some right. small changes you need to
1: make. Exactly. Hey, Martha, um, if you're listening to this, which I know you're not because um, you're 90 years old, uh, right. John Dorsey's out there. Oh, yeah. I, I mean Heck let's lot. go get him <laughs> we He's have a puppet things. in bob quinn that does nothing who says comes up to the podium first thing he says is i'm not going to blame injuries but we had a lot of injuries and then proceeds to fire the strength and conditioning coach like come on
0: yeah no i'm with you i think i think he'd be a great great hire because you saw what he did in kansas city he hired andy reed which was a great move i don't know how you messed that up he did a pretty decent job putting together that team. He was there until, what was it, 2017 he became the Browns. So he was there from 13 to 2016, Came the Browns GM in 2017. He had a stint with the Packers, did a pretty decent job there. Like, this guy has been good. Like, he has been a good, good front office guy. So I think that would be a heck of a hire. <laughs> it would other, be awesome. Here's the other thing we mentioned. Teams with a full rebuild. Did you catch the Dan Snyder? Yeah. I, <laughs> I did Scott not. Know. Opened it up with Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. What is going on down in Washington? Did the training staff perform surgery on Dan Snyder? <laughs> I have no idea. Like, I didn't see it. Yeah, it was incredible. One, he does not look well. Two, Ooh. he opened up with Happy Thanksgiving, everybody, and just kept going. Like, didn't correct himself initially, but. I will give it to the man. We said it on Tuesday. I'll say it again because it is impressive. The Redskins seem to be building in the right direction. They get a heck of a hire with Ron Rivera, who then goes hires Jack Del Rio, who we know can coach defense. They've got rid of their president and GM. They seem to be going in the right direction. We'll see what these other teams that need coaches do, but I like what I'm starting to see out of the Redskins, which is a weird thing to say.
1: It is very weird because we were having the debate up here in Detroit on the radio today, and they were asking, would you rather be a Redskins fan or a Lions fan? And it killed me inside that with the hiring of Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio that I'd rather be a Redskins fan right now.
0: I would say today, yes, but in the last decade or two, probably not. What do you mean? At least you got to see Calvin Johnson and Matthew Stafford a future hall of famer
1: <laughs> what like, make
0: the playoffs yeah do the
1: redskins, the redskins not have more playoff wins than the lions i mean all they have to have is one
0: uh, yeah but you literally one to, you still got to see nathaniel greatness. one calvin johnson one playoff, playoff win one yeah. playoff it's not win. good it's shitty regardless of what you you have picking. zero it's like you have zero it's like saying would you like to be in the back end or the middle end of uh what was that movie where they're all Stitch to each other's butts i
1: have no idea what you're talking about this what was is that movie
0: oh wow bad reference good radio somebody people who <laughs> know what i'm talking about are gonna laugh at that hysterically <laughs> it's just so funny <laughs> yeah it's a bad deal regardless i mean you're picking two of the shittiest organizations i don't have much room to talk as bucks fan. we haven't made the playoffs in 11 years but it's no good regardless where are yeah, you at rough. with patricia
1: I'm done with him. I've been done with him since <laughs> the 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 moment they started losing this year. Once they started losing this year, I, I don't I don't even care about Matt Patricia anymore. It's it's all on Bob Quinn. Bob wow. Quinn Bob Quinn is he tied would set to, a to Matt Patricia.
0: The human centipede. Uh I just Google searched people <laughs> stitch to each other. <laughs>
1: good, good, good work.
0: <laughs> like asking if you want to be in the middle or the end. There's no good answer.
1: No, no. Uh, I've been done with I've been done with Bob Quinn for a while now. I mean, the the way he put together the roster and the way his moves just seem like they're not thought out at all. I mean, trading Quandre Diggs and watching him go like, yeah. go light it up in Seattle when you just handed him a when you just handed him a contract extension and named him t- team captain to go ahead and flip him in the middle of the year is just ridiculous. Like, what do you want him to do as a team captain? Just, sit down and shut up like he was one of the leaders in the locker room who was standing up to the coaching staff because the defense clearly doesn't know what the hell they're doing i mean watch our games we that could be wrong but don't, don't quote me on this but it i mean at least in 90 percent of our games this year we had the lead and we've lost we went 3 12 and 1 3 12 and 1 after having the lead in every game this year
0: It is not good. It's a bad situation, I would say, and it is shockingly bad because Matt Patricia, you would think, would have maybe not a great defense because there is somewhat of a talent gap there, but a half confident one. And you're right. In the second half, they look lost almost every game on defense, which is the one area you would want to say, "Okay, we don't necessarily look out of place. It's just there's an obvious lack of talent. Well, there was times where it was just the matchups were terrible defensively and you weren't putting – he wasn't putting the team in a spot to be competitive defensively, especially in the second half of games, which is concerning. Right. It has made no sense. We,
1: we, yeah, we, we have two middle linebackers that couldn't cover a, a, a left tackle on a pass play.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not left good. Left
1: tackle's pass block. Yeah, it's Unless not good. Unless you're next tape.
0: Yeah, also true. I would say Bob Quinn should probably go, and Dorsey would be a heck of a hire. He's a hell of a I football. I would love that right now. Yeah, I would agree. I think if you do that in the you're, next two years, you'd, you're looking at a little bit of a better Lions team.
1: You've gotten me excited for something that I know will never happen.
0: <laughs> probably. Hey, he's a Midwest guy. He's he's apparently loves the Midwest. He's Packers, Chiefs, Cleveland. I mean, there's a shot, right? <laughs>
1: I don't think the Ford family has ever fired, fired somebody a day in their life. I'm not convinced <laughs> of it yet.
0: Also very true. <laughs> well, we can't spend all day on it because we got some things to talk about. we still got the playoffs to talk about here because we are going to give out some picks. We're going to talk about the four games. But first, the annual love affair that we all have with the Rose Bowl yesterday Ooh. was glorious. I have to say, I don't know if I've seen something cooler during the Rose Bowl than the sunset reflecting off the Oregon helmets. That made me hard.
1: That was awesome. I <laughs> that love
0: was that. Awesome. Awesome game, too. Awesome game. It sucks that there had to be another, you know, kind of the theme of today could be the more things change, the more they stay the same and college football refs having no fucking clue what's going on. Um, I don't agree with that call at the end of the game. You know, it's so bad, too. If you're paying attention to was when the call was initially made, they thought it was being called for a pick play. That's how bad it was communicated and just how it was clearly not a penalty. And then what happened is as soon as the ref came on, he was saying it was more pass interference than a pick play, which then the argument switched to like, oh yeah, I could see that. Stop holding their water. That is an absolute joke of a call in an extremely like tense moment. Like that sealed the game. There was a chance that or Wisconsin could go the length of the field there and score. We got robbed of that though, not to say, and I am a big believer that you can't blame the refs on everything because Wisconsin had their chances. Don't have that fuck up with the punt and you're fine. Um, Like act like you've been here before because you have. This is like the most (laughs) consistent thing Wisconsin's ever done. But it just, it stinks that that was, that moment was robbed from us. Oregon though, that, I mean, that was the team. Oregon was the team that I don't think they would have put up a better, well, they would have put up a better fight against LSU. They wouldn't have won. But like that was a team that you, everybody thought could be the playoff team that showed up unfortunately at the wrong times this year, but it was a Mm -hmm. hell of a game.
1: It was a hell of a game and I'll be honest, I, I I saw the catch. I was watching the Rose Bowl. I was tuned in. I saw the catch. And then I just looked down at my phone when they threw the penalty flag and I listened to the ref's explanation or listened to the announcer's explanation. Just was like, okay, whatever. He had to spin off of them. He couldn't extend his arms. And then I watched it today finally, because I just didn't watch any of the replays while it was on TV. And I watched it today. I was like, what the hell were they talking about when they when they were trying to explain it? It made no sense to me. So he barely dumb. even had his arms – like, he he literally just ran a route, yeah. disengaged,
0: it's and dumb. It was open. It was dumb. Dumb, dumb, dumb. No way you cut it. Dumb. <laughs> it was a bad call. I don't care if they say it's the right call. It was a bad call. Just like the Ohio – which worked in my just favor. Just like the Ohio State one. But the Ohio State catch, that was a bad call. In no way, shape, or form does any person in America look at that and go, yeah, that wasn't a catch. Like, no nope. right. – not a single soul. <laughs> except it's for the random, peaceful.
1: except for the random ref that comes on the TV that says, "Oh yeah, yep. I, I really don't think we have a catch here." What, what do you mean we don't have a catch? Like he took three steps. What, yeah. What do you What do you need a football? I don't like to see him turn up field a little bit. How How's he gonna
0: turn up field? He's getting pushed backwards. Yeah, the white or the DB did their job. They played great defense. They were in position to make sure they couldn't turn up the field to make a play. Exactly. Like he still made the catch though. That is. We have a real problem, and it's something we could probably talk endlessly about in the off season because we do have some other things to talk about. But it, officiating is a problem when there are plays universally accepted by everybody watching that should go the opposite way than the officials are. And this isn't like ignorant football fans because you do have that where like there are calls you're like, no, that was a good one if you actually understand if you know football like the rules. But everybody universally curb tree, cur- every single person. I don't know what a catch is anymore if that isn't a catch.
1: That's a problem. It makes no sense. When you don't know what a catch is in a game that is predominantly catching the football. um,
0: (laughs) More and more so.
1: What do we have?
0: (laughs) Yeah. It is rough. There are some changes. And here's the thing, too. Officials make mistakes. Just like you make mistakes. I make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes in their daily lives, at their jobs. Nobody is perfect. But there is a level of, with review, that you should be able to get these big moments where these things really do matter. Right. Like they we, we can remove so much of the errors. Right. And how do you overturn that play too?
1: Like, that's not even, yeah. that. that's the other story. It's not even, it's not even just the, the call on the field stands or the call on the field, like the call on the field had to get overturned for it to be a fumble. And they and then the ref coming on and saying, well, if you speed it up into real play, then, um, then it, it looks kind of like he didn't have time to make a play. Well, there was a ref standing there looking right at the guy, watching the whole thing go down, and he said it was a fumble.
0: Yep, and that's what makes this worse, too, Is, and kind of the point is we have replayed to kind of eliminate some of these errors, and it's not doing it. Like, it's no. consistently not doing it in very obvious situations. Now, I will say, and I said it on Tuesday. I'm going to say it again because I think it it should be said. I am very thankful, though, that the refs, got it through their brains that they don't call the play dead and they allowed it to play out to then go to review. Every official in America should be doing that. If there is even a half a question of a potential fumble, millisecond of a question, don't call it dead. Let it go to review and then we can get on the review people for fucking it up because they didn't mess that up. But I am happy that they at least didn't call that dead. That is, we're making some progress. We take one step forward, two steps back. We'll eventually get there.
1: We are making some progress in that, but replay has gotten so ridiculous that I'm about done with it. I think there should be no replay. I'm one of those old guys right now.
0: Well, I don't know if I like that, because then we're going to get to a place where I'm literally breaking TVs over there not being replayed for something stupid. But I agree. It needs to be fixed a little bit
1: here. <laughs> but I don't care. Then there's still at least arguments. like Then there's the human error of 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 what gets called on the field, not like all these breaks and commercials and all this other shit that you have to deal with
0: you know what I haven't understood why people haven't done it? It got brought up with the spot in that Wisconsin game, which was also an atrociously bad spot. Why haven't we chipped the balls yet? I don't know. Like, that feels obvious, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like I feel like we should be able to do something that doesn't affect the ball inside it to chip it to see if it crosses the goal line or crosses the first down marker. Like, we have all these cameras. Is that not a cheaper, more efficient way to do it, I would assume?
1: You would think. But in football, there are so many different variables with, like, the knee down, the knee not down, and that's what really causes it. I mean, I mean, you never really know. I mean, you can chip the ball, but how do you know when the runner's down and when the runner's not down? That, the, a chip in the ball doesn't do anything to help that. I feel like
0: the chip in the ball will be there for just, like, spotting things. Like, you still have the element of, like, no, so, like, he's you're down. S- I don't know. I just feel like –
1: That'll cause way more arguments because then you'll have way too many more people psycho- like analyzing this stuff way too much. <laughs> <laughs> like, God, I can only imagine what the the still shots and the other stupid stuff that would be going around Twitter. All
0: right, well, I don't have a, I don't want to die on that hill because we do have some things to talk about. But I'm just saying, let's let's think about it as this, this offseason. We can we can talk more about chips in the ball later. We got some games here. As things change, they stay the same. Houston Texans are playing a Saturday game. Go figure. We got Texans Bills lines at three. Texans are the favorite. Over under 45. What do you have here for me, Tim?
1: Me, yeah, I like the Texans in this game. Really? Mm-hmm.
0: I don't hate them. I, dude, I was <laughs> so bad. Buffalo, it was, the game was playing in Buffalo, though. I feel like, screw the seating system. The NFC shouldn't get a home game, and the Buffalo Bills should get a home game. Because I know they're not playing. The Texans aren't in the NFC East. It's just another point to the side. But the Buffalo, ugh, could you imagine if that game was in Buffalo?
1: No, no. Buffalo with a playoff game?
0: Ugh be so good
1: saturday I, at 4 30 like a whole saturday to get rowdy for a football game and yeah, not buffalo have to wake up for work on on the next day because it's not a sunday
0: buffalo would not survive They'd yeah it would die off we would have no more buffalo <laughs> no we have to think oh. about the future the kids tim the kids yes,
1: the kids that's why there's no game in buffalo <laughs> not the seating there's no game in buffalo because they
0: would all die fair here's the thing I don't know if I trust the Texans. The Texans are like the same team they always are, where they they play on Sat. They play the Saturday Wild Card. They're not playing the Bengals this time, so they're probably not going to win. But I don't know the Buffalo. is tricky because they play just really good defense, and the offense can be spotty. Josh Allen though has been playing better. I don't know if I fully trust the Texans because they're a team that has never earned my full trust. To, to really be honest.
1: <laughs> well. Nate, I will say that I picked the Texans solely on just saying the Texans, and you've fully talked me into the Bills.
0: Well, here's the other thing, too, because I had to just look it up to confirm because like, last I checked, I don't think he's playing. Will Fuller is a game-time decision. Oof. He's got a hamstring issue. Yeah, that offense does not work. DeAndre Hopkins is an amazing wide receiver. Let's not kid anybody here. That man is a freak. But the offense has shown to be sluggish. When they don't have that over-the-top threat like Will Fuller is, it does not perform mm-hmm. as well without him. Now, J.J. Watt practiced this week, so he might be—he's probably playing. But Fuller is a game-time decision. I think that makes me lean towards Bills. I think I'm going to hold off until the day of to put in anything on this one. But I like the Bills initially because if Will Fuller isn't playing, there's no way I'm taking the Texans. I don't trust them. <laughs> Fair. I trust—I trust Josh Allen in that cannon of an arm better than I trust. A shaky offensive line with not a great pass game. Before. Still a good pass game, but I just don't know. I don't feel like I trust them. Here's a team that I don't know if you trust or not. Unless you have another thought before I move on. Nope. Titans-Patriots. Titans, Patriots. Titans mm. are like the hottest team in football right now. They Patriots, are. I don't know if we trust that offense. Four and a half is the line. Patriots are the favorites. It is in Foxborough. over forty-four and 44 and a half. Here's the what thing with you? the Titans. Oh. what? Sorry. Oh, I was
1: gonna I, say, thought, I thought you said the over. You said the over under was forty four and a half.
0: Yeah, forty four and okay. a half. Okay. Yeah. The, the line is four and a half.
1: I was gonna say I was looking at the line and I heard forty four and a half. I didn't hear the. <laughs> I wasn't
0: expecting you to say the over under. Nobody wants to t- tackle Derrick Henry this late in the season, but the Patriots are used to playing in the cold. It is one of the greatest home field advantages in all of sports. How are we feeling here? Because I the don't. Know. Only
1: reason. I am taking the Patriots is because you never win money betting against the Patriots.
0: This is true. I, the theme of today is the more things change, the more they stay the same. Mm -hmm. I think the Patriots are, and I don't want to hear the Max Kellmans of the world who say this every year, be like, Oh, I told you so if they lose this game, but I do think you are starting to see the aging and the wheels start to fall off. But I still think there's some magic left in that bottle. And I don't think they are a first round exit. I do think a game in Foxborough with that experience, with that defense who you know had a wake up call very early on Monday after losing to the Miami. Mm -hmm. Things are going to be rolling this week. I think it's going to be a super competitive game because the Titans are hot. But I do think there is some juice left. There is some magic left in that bottle. And I think the Patriots get the win here. I don't know about the betting line. I might take the Titans because this I could see this being a field goal game. So we'll see, but it is, I got Patriots win outright. I think I feel better about the under over. <laughs> um, I think I feel better about the under at 44, even though it's a, it's a low under. I just, I think this is a defensive show out and a defensive out on the Pat side an offense that's struggling and <laughs> on the Pat side as well. So I think I take the yeah. on this, but I like Pat's to win.
1: Yeah. I don't hate that. Um, I lean more towards the Patriots because i seen it. You've seen it so many times where they look down and count it out, and then all of a sudden they just blow the wheels off somebody. And I feel like this would be that game, even though the Titans are really hot. I mean,
0: really hot. they're yeah, gonna Bear do Henry it. Is early falling out. <laughs> yes. I mean, I feel like the the for those because I think he was the best kept secret almost for a little bit there. He is a certified. Baller when it comes. to I mean, he is killing it, and Tannehill's playing himself into millions and millions of dollars right now. So he's playing with house money. The Titans are playing with house money at this point. But mm-hmm. I'm with you. I just think the Patriots, Bill Belichick, you can't, you can't go against them until they're actually dead. We have to see them die to go against them. It's the same thing with Alabama. We have to see them die before you can go against them. Mm-hmm. And we haven't seen that yet. So no. in no way, shape, or form am I probably betting against them. But I like the over/under a little bit better. Okay. Here's a team that I know for sure you don't bet against. The Saints and the Vikings. You don't bet against whoever's playing the Vikings in a primetime meaningful game.
1: (laughs) 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 Bet bet on.
0: Yeah, bet on, sir. (laughs) Kirk Cousins is coming out and showing his stuff, as he did in the primetime game on Monday. Cook's holding oxygen masks up to his ear. Who knows where we are with him? It is a big line at eight, but it's in the Thunderdome saints i think here are the clear obvious choice i don't see a way the vikings finish this off and keep it close or win this game to be honest i feel like the saints if the titans are the hottest team the saints are definitely the hottest team right now i feel like they just roll them here am i wrong
1: for thinking that Mm -hmm. no i think the saints roll them here i don't think kirk cousins i think kirk cousins chokes in big moments and that's gonna continue
0: Yeah, I agree. That's pretty much where I'm at. And Cook's banged up. I think Zimmer is a phenomenal coach. But in the NFL, windows close extremely quickly. I think the Vikings window is closing extremely quickly. We'll see. But you don't have a solution at quarterback. You've paid him a ton of money. He's kind of the linchpin that's going to make this team good or not. So you're going to have to start over at that position. And anybody that's starting over at that position... It generally doesn't go great because if you're a good quarterback, you get retained by your team or you get drafted. So it's tough. It's tough to have some patchwork in free agency because they're all sure too good to draft a quarterback.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. They're going like, to be at the end of the draft, so there's no draft picks available for them.
0: Their best bet is if like somebody like Tua or a quarterback that gets hurt falls to them. And then you say, screw it. Let's just draft this guy and see what happens. Because you still got Kirk, so you still know you're going to win enough games to save your job. But you're not going to win enough games to go to the Super Bowl or do anything meaningful. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think you, – or you get lucky and you just keep drafting guys late and you eventually hit. Because eventually somebody will hit. might be 40 years from now, <laughs> but somebody will hit. Right. <laughs> <you>. <laughs> so, we'll see. I got Saints, though. I'm taking the eight. It's a big one. But I mean, there's no, you, there's no way you're talking me into taking cousins on that. Mm-mm. Last game, Seahawks Eagles. I love this game so much. I love this because I'm taking the Seahawks. But am I crazy for like consistently thinking like, oh, all it takes is just one moment and the Eagles can t- catch lightning in a bottle and make a run here? Because no, I always feel like because that's
1: how I feel right
0: now. <laughs> like they can just I, catch lightning.
1: Would- and I'm taking the Eagles in this game because I feel like they've caught lighting in a bottle. I think Carson Wentz has just been playing his ass off the last couple weeks and it's just been incredible.
0: It is impressive. I don't know if Carson Wentz, I feel like he's a good quarterback because there are throws he makes where you go, Holy shit. How did he do that? Mm-hmm. And then he makes other plays where you're like, who is this guy? Why is he on the field? Um, he's done it with nobody. Like he has done it with absolutely nobody at points in the season. Last week, their two wide receivers weren't on NFL rosters to start the year. He has done it with patchwork. He is he is the handyman we all know who just duct tapes everything and makes <laughs> it work. Like He's working with duct tape and bubblegum right now, and yet this plane is still flying. This bird is still going. The problem is Russell Wilson is 5-0 and against the Eagles in their last five games. He is playing electric football. They are away from home, which I don't like as much. But I feel like there's some magic with Russell Wilson that you can't go away from. I don't love this game, actually. The more I think about it, the more I talk about it, I'm sort of talking myself out of it. I might not take any action on it. We'll see. I think the over is probably a better bet um, <laughs> at 45 and a half. But, uh, yeah, I just – I no, screw that. I think the Eagles win. The Eagles are going to win this game. Oh, They're you started the, out with the
1: Seahawks and you flipped all the, the way Seahawks, to the Eagles? Sorry,
0: not the, the Eagles. The Seahawks. The Seahawks are going to win this game. <laughs> yeah, no. I've got Russell. Take Russell. I'm taking I'm taking the electric man himself, concussion water, Russell Wilson, to win this game.
1: <laughs> concussion water. Oh, I mean what a what a line, line that name? was.
0: Man around town. Yeah. No, I just I think I'm not gonna be surprised if the Eagles win here, as I said, but I think the safe money's Saints here because it's Russell Wilson. I mean, what else do you want to know? Now, if it comes down to the goal line and you bet the Seahawks, I, I'm sorry for you. We're all sorry because the goal line still stays undefeated against Pete Carroll. But I mean, I just think
1: a lot you know, of things stay undefeated against <laughs> Pete Carroll. If it comes down to a close game. I mean, that game against the 49ers. That's oof, what I'm talking about. Pete, I don't
0: The delay of game. What how the hell you
1: t- were you thinking?
0: And Butler, the Butler pick two years or a couple years with <laughs> the Super Bowl. It's like. The man just, he sees the goal line, and he gets the Sunday scares.
1: like, oh, what do I do here? Um, You hand it to Marshawn Lynch just like you did in the last. You don't
0: take goal to line. a game like you're playing Pee Wee football and you haven't told the team what to do in the situation? Yeah, right. Something you see a bunch of eight year olds do in the <laughs> Pee Wee game, not. Right. On NFL primetime with Russell Wilson an MVP candidate <laughs> like in a team that's been to the Super Bowl and one of the best run organizations in all of sports. Well maybe not all of sports, but in football for certainly they're one of the best well run organizations. It was staggering <laughs> that they haven't figured that out.
1: Coordinator calls down Pete, we're we're going to Marshawn here, right? Um oh, Pete, Pete, is this thing on? Pete. Hello. How do you-
0: Hell, the coordinator's not calling down. I forgot. Schottenheimer's on the sidelines. Whoa, he's right geez. down there.
1: <laughs> Maybe
0: not. <laughs> Honestly, and I really don't know. I always forget. It's a fun little treat every Sunday when I see their sideline and go, oh, Schottenheimer's on that team. Good for him for finding a job somewhere. I don't think he's that good. But every Sunday, I surprise myself when I see him out there. Oh, good for Schottenheimer. He's still coaching in the league wow. every time.
1: <laughs> good for him.
0: Yeah, I'll do the same thing this week. I will say I do also hate, though. Can we talk about this for a second before we wrap this up? This can be the final thought. Why on Sunday do we have a 105 game and a 440 game? Why are we not playing in prime time? This is America, damn it. Like, football is king. Why is there not an 8 o'clock game on a Sunday?
1: It makes no sense to me why they do this every year.
0: No sense. I don't understand it. What is going on? Is there some giant event on Sunday that I don't? I'm not aware of that prevents it on MB- Like, who does NBC have on Sunday night?
1: It's NBC. Nobody watches NBC anyways.
0: Yeah. Like, what are we doing here, people? Why are, do we not have a primetime game of the NFL on Sunday night in playoffs too? I don't. I, I don't it's I don't wild. Understand. I've never understood that. Like, what is going on in NBC at night? Like, I'm going to look this up just right now. We're going to give it a good old good old Google here on Sunday night. What is going to be on Sunday night? Do you want to take any guess? I bet you it's some dumb award show. Are the Grammys up or something?
1: I have no earthly idea. Um, American Ninja Warrior. That's my guess.
0: Sunday? Oh, wait. No, that's 8 a.m. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? P.M. <laughs> Golden Globes. <laughs> Golden Globes are on. Awesome. Oh, that's it? Yeah. They get golden bumped golden. for the NFL. Yeah. the hell is this? Dumb. 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 I don't care about the golden globes. Alright. That was that was it. That that I'm not gonna sleep tonight. I'm gonna be up all night thinking about that.
1: Why are they playing a four thirty game on Saturday? They should this should be easy. Right? You have an eight PM game Saturday night. You have a 1 o'clock, a 4 o'clock, and an 8 o'clock game on Sunday. Just like we're all used to. Would not dumb hate that Dumb football either. brain. Let's go.
0: Would not hate that either. <sighs> NFL, what are we? I need to buy what the NFL. Just all the NFL. Um, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, wish you could do that. All right, that's it. I'm, this is dumb. We're wrapping this up before we get even angrier about this. All right, people. All right. We'll be back next week, as always. Peace. Oh, and enjoy this because we are entering into the dark time. So soak (laughs) it all in while we can. (laughs) Peace. Peace.